Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news and initiatives that focus on the development of cybersecurity economics. You don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert to get plugged in. Your host brings it straightforward, asks the tough questions, and brings the cyber world to a level of understanding for everyone. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Welcome to today's episode of New Cyber Frontier, partnering with the Smalls. And we have Dennis Cater and Nate Moser, along with myself, and you all know me, Chris Gorob. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Chris. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yes, afternoon. Thanks for having me on. So we're gonna we're gonna use the same feed and reciprocate podcast. So uh, let's let's start with some you know where you guys been. Where you give us an update on on things. Hey, John. Where have we been? Well, I haven't been in my, any place recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, as you know, Chris. I had some medical issues, so I'm just getting back on board, and we're actually starting trying to kick off doing things again with the smalls. Uh, um, so we still do our weekly uh, newsletter. We're we're still doing collaborative events. We just had a networking event up in Denver um, with the Advanced Space and their Aerospace Happy Hour. So we're still out there reaching out to the uh, small government contractor community ecosystem, or people that want to be part of the small government contracting ecosystem. Um, trying to find those small companies that that want to engage and get plugged into the network. Um, it's been picking up a lot actually lately. Yeah. Um, I just checked my voicemail. I had, I had to call five people back yesterday alone, just on people wanting to know how do they become members. Um, I actually, I checked yesterday, uh, you know, we started in 2017, as you're aware, Chris, um, with the smalls of, with two of us, uh, October of 17. And, uh, now we're over 800 members in the smalls. So, um, it's, it, it, is constantly growing, so it's not a bad thing. Well, it is definitely an area where people are interested. I mean, and you're not just cybersecurity, so just uh, that precursor that, you know, we are new cyber frontier. We're always looking at cybersecurity, and you're looking at small business. And they, oh. they parallel because we have both. You have that need, and we like to help small businesses. So go ahead. Yeah, well, it's two-sided coin, right? So part of it is, you know, we support the small government contractors, a company that's, that want to become small government contractors. Uh, and there's there's two sides to that, right? A is you're a company that wants to provide cybersecurity services or you have a cybersecurity tool or something that you're developing that you can bring to market. That's the one side. The other side is all those companies need cybersecurity support and mm-hmm. all their infrastructure need to be looked at from a cybersecurity point of view, I think. And so... Um, we talk quite a bit to cybersecurity companies, hoping to bring them into the fold, but also folks like you and other other companies that will assist small government contractor companies to become compliant. Because uh, once you start going into that DOD world, that's obviously everything you do now is going to be regulated and monitored, and um, you know it's a different it's a different viewpoint where you have to make sure that you're um, compliant with the government requirements for cybersecurity, which is a lot. I mean, it's not just the NIST, you know, everybody talks NIST, uh, was it the National Institute of Standards and Technology? Yeah. Uh, NIST. Um, yeah, 800 is the standard for, for commercial companies, um, meeting all those cyber requirements. 
but it goes well beyond that. I mean, there's, you know, if they start talking the CMMC, what's that stand for? Cyber maturity model. Certification. Certification. maturity model, yeah. Yeah, so you got to start looking at that as well. And, you know, just on a day-to-day -day practice of how you're using your email, what what kind of tools you're using for email. Um, I'm in a, right now I'm working for a small startup and, um, you know, they're, they're grappling with, right now they use Google. Well, the government's, you know, well, you guys need to switch over to Microsoft because that's, really the compliance system. So Microsoft 365 um, and use of Teams, not using Google Meets and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's a big window for everybody to kind of look out and go, oh crap, um, both internally and externally. So yeah. it's a different world. And at the same time, I run a small business, a startup. I think I have one more person. I have like six people right now. And so I'm always listening to what you guys can help me with as well. So on both sides, I think, all the way around, there's yeah. a good fit here. Yeah. Now, Chris, on the new cyber frontier, are you guys actually um, focused on I mean, cyber in general, cyber DOD, cyber commercial, or all cyber? Well, that's a good question. Let's hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Let's take a short break here. BlockFrame technology offers next-generation blockchain-managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer -peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier and the Smalls as well. Um, and before the break, you had uh, asked a question, you know, where do we sit? Where's New Cyber Frontier? Um, and... You can't believe I've been doing this for nine years now. Wow. No. <laughs> we went over 400 episodes. Nice. Congrats yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, I don't know where where it goes from here. At times, I've been, like, overwhelmed by it. You know, I, you know honestly, there's times I'm like, I'm done with this. But mm -hmm. it just, we have so much of an intrinsic, you know, uh, you know participation and they're not loud. They're quiet. So they just listen. And I get downloads. Uh, I don't get a lot of comments. I don't get a lot of people talking about it. But it's just like that's cybersecurity. But there's a couple of demographics we've been able to determine that, you know, a big part of it is decision makers. Uh, you know, I have over 6,000 people that are CEO titled positions that are linked to me directly, first level, because of this and just... They passively listen. They don't say anything, but they're out there and you could tell and you see who downloads and who's been been on your feeds and whatever. And, you know, we get like over 50,000 hits a month in traffic on our site that houses it. That's just our site. We get into, uh, you know, the the Stitcher and the, the other podcast sites. I don't even have metrics on them, you know, yeah. except for just downloads. And, you know, our mature podcast between 500 and 1500, some of them hit over 15, you know, over 1400 last year. So some of the big wow. ones. Uh, so literally each one of these shows gets as much attention as a conference in cybersecurity. So it's not like I can just kind of say, oh, I give up, I quit. 
Um, but the other demographic is seems to be students, people at the beginning end of their career that are are looking for for what what they need to know, what they need to be aware of. And to be honest with you, in the 400 episodes, I've put out more content than I did in a whole cybersecurity degree when I was the director at Colorado Tech. So yeah. there is a lot of information and knowledge out there and not just, you know, drone knowledge, but from the experts themselves. Yeah. I'm asking the people, what is the questions? So, you know, that's the two, the two, we don't focus on, on startups. We don't focus on government particularly. We have several themes within the theme, you know, within new cyber frontier, I've had several sub segments of themes. IEEE sponsored a good bit of them. Um, we had several university of Colorado and some other companies that sponsored series within the series. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, how does it grow from here? You know, what kind of resource can we be? But a lot of it was getting me, it's almost like a self-help for me. I'm continuously staying in the industry, continuously doing my my knowledge building. And, you know, so many of us that are professionally certified require getting CPEs. I meet all my CPEs by talking to other experts, things like that. So it's just all the way around about. Well, you know, we, we found that interesting too. You kind of don't know anymore when you put something out there on the internet, really where it goes. Like how many people does it really touch or speak to or, you know, somehow influence? It's it's pretty amazing actually. Well, is. We, we found with our own once we started tracking metrics, like you said, right? You don't know. You don't even know. On we're, we're, on, we're on so many different platforms. Well, we're on every single platform in the smallest cast, our podcast. Um, I, we pulled the numbers uh, one day and or at least the metrics of geographic locations. And at the time, this was a couple months ago, it was every every week, people in 48 different states and 24 different countries are listening in on our podcast. But mm -hmm. for numbers, who knows, right? I mean, like you said, you know a few, you knew, you know some downloads, but because we're using all the different podcasting sites, you never know all of them. Yeah, it's and, like and, an instant syndication where yeah. it, it's going to places that we don't even have stats to be able to download. Well, and, you know, that's really indicative of cybersecurity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on happening, right? So I think both your podcast and your program and ours are, are very similar in that, you know, we, we try just to get pertinent, relevant information out to who we consider our audience. And our, our core group, like, like you, know, you mentioned your core group, our core group is really probably owners uh, or business development people for startup companies um and then the, those that particularly those that want to do business with the government or department of defense government government's kind of our focus but i mean it, it can be commercial too a lot of this stuff just applies across the board like yours you know cybersecurity it doesn't really matter you know we had we had that water bottle company guys on model. a few years back Mo model yeah model, model outdoors, outdoors. And, and, and i'm like what the hell do water bottles have to do with the government stuff and and it's like well they want to sell the water bottles to the government i'm like oh well there you go right but you don't always put the two pieces together um and that really like cybersecurity, like small business growth i mean it's just something that everybody's doing and so the topics that you bring are relevant because it's just kind of a um a generic generic enough topic that it kind of covers the gamut of customers. And even if you're not specifically doing cybersecurity, like we just mentioned, you know, there's, you got to have kind of an ear to it because 
it it somehow impacts your business. No matter what you say, oh, I don't need to worry about cybersecurity. I'm just going to buy cyber insurance. Well, there's a whole other episode, right? Cyber insurance. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all it's all connected. And um, I think, you know, you don't hear about it so much in the news anymore. I haven't really heard any big cyber incidents I occurring, think but they happen all the time. The, 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 the economy is kind of, or at least cybersecurity has lost a little bit of focus, especially yeah. this last year. I, I have heard, and it's something that, you know, I don't think I've been too public about, but a lot of people have come to me looking for work that are high level in cybersecurity industry. Hey, don't tell anybody, but I'm quietly looking or whatever. Um, I've heard several people that are, you know, higher up in companies saying, hey, we've just laid off our whole group. I think this year has been challenging in our industry, quietly think, kind of pushing it away. I think at least on the DOD side, what 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 took place was, the, all the small businesses really pushed back on the CMMC certification uh, that was supposed to be coming out, you know, two years ago. Um, now they got the CMMC 2.0, which is really a redefining of what CMMC is going to be required to do. Um, though I think those small businesses really went to their senators and representatives and said, hey, you know, we just can't afford to, to pay a company $100,000 for our 10 people just to lock everything down. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's something that we it all is. need to do. It's just, it's, it's business, right? Can, yeah, can I you mean, you're looking at the people with the stomach for the most risk in the world running a small business. The, you know, and, and this is the most expensive thing they could do at that point in their business with the least return on investment that they can prove. And they're already high risk taking people. It's It's like, the last thing on their mind, even though it, yeah. it's important. And well, I'm in cybersecurity, I'm making cybersecurity products. And I know that I'm evaluating, well, what can I get away from? How much can I just pull my stuff off of uh public eye while I'm working on it? Because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an expense that we don't have. Well, I argue too that a lot of processes, especially during COVID, you know, and everybody was home and we went to these, video formats and all that i think and i and I just mentioned you know microsoft 365 and teams a lot of products now have become more hardened if you will or cyber compliant already so i think a lot of the background work you, know, you talk about getting on aws platforms and things like that well they're already coming in at you know different cybersecurity levels they'll, they'll tell you oh well we, we can establish this and we're already il4 il5 boom you know and so I think I think the other side of that is cybersecurity has also become a norm, if you will. And a lot of the products, programs, systems are now in place. And so you don't, you know, we just talked about cyber insurance too, right? I mean, all those are normal things. I just worked on a contract with another company. I was helping them stand up this company. And one of the things was they had to have cyber insurance. They had to have $50 million in cyber insurance. I thought that, isn't that funny? So I went back to the the parent company and said, hey, you know, I, we don't have any IT infrastructure, you know, we're using commercial stuff. And, and they're like, oh, it's not for you guys. It's for us. So if somebody gets through you and hacks us, it covers us. Oh. And so, again, I think, I think what has happened over the last few years, I think COVID accelerated it really, is everybody realized they got to be cyber compliant. And a lot of this stuff happened. It's just kind of like yeah. you said, Chris, it's kind of 
the radar, sort of. You know, it's not a, it's not flashy. It's not. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to become mainstream, like you said, until a massive issue comes. Yeah, up. we've been saying that yeah. for ten years now. <laughs> Let's take a break here from our sponsors. We're right back. I wanted to address that and talk about that CMMC and some of the other compliance stuff. Be right back. BlockFrame technology offers next-generation blockchain-managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier and the Smalls kind of co- co-partnering on this podcast. Um, before the break, we, we were talking about uh, you know small businesses and expenses and yep. what the last years look like. And um, CMMC was the the big latest compliance oh. thing that about about a year and a half, two years ago, right? Yeah. Um, I I was at at a conference not too long ago, and I was listening to the people talk about the next version that they're throwing that out, and here's the next greatest thing coming down the pipe, and. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's been three years, yep. two years before that, three years before that it was NIST one seventy one, three years before that it was RMF, three years before that it was DICAP, three years before mm-hmm. that it was the Rainbow, uh, and this is where the small businesses are at. If we wait three years, it's gone anyway. Yeah, well, see, like I said, I don't think it's gone. I think, I think we take those pieces like CMMC. Well, it's never been fully enacted. You see people like, well, I'm CMC compliant, or they at least went more towards activating the pieces of CMMC. Mm-hmm. You know, this 171 year at us, we were just talking about my company now is, oh, well, we're in this 171 compliant. So the, the terminology is out there and they know about, you know, to set the system up so that they are somewhat compliant, whether they fully are or not. I don't, you know, I can't say, but, but at least they're, they're looking at well, control. I see what you're saying too. They all have the basic same components under the hood and they just, yeah. they're from the next administration. And I think this is a factor of the three-year administration window in the government. Yeah. yeah and the okay. next administration comes in and they're like, well, we're going to do it our way. We don't really understand that. Or we didn't, we weren't a, fa- a student of that. Or we know better than them, which is, you know, what I've heard several times and just kind of, but it's it's like that, that, okay, we're the highest risk-taking population, small business. And, Every three years, the requirements changed. A new new administration comes out. Why would we spend too much time focusing on it? I, I mean, that's literally that's what goes through my mind. Yeah, yeah, and it, it comes up once again. I think it all, all boils down to cost, right? Sure. I mean, we've we've worked with lots of CMMC companies, and they're having a tough go at it, right? Because nobody's nobody's willing to open up the pocketbook yet because nobody's forcing them to. Right, the DOD. It was supposed to be you have to be compliant by this day, or you could not even go after a government contract. Well, I think Mm -hmm. they realized that the small business is going to say, "I can't afford that," so I guess I'll just go work commercial work now and not care. Right? Then they were going to put. They said you can put the cost of becoming compliant into the contracts. Yeah. And that went like. (laughs) So I mean, 
what I heard coming down the pipe is literally on the zero trust and yeah. they're redoing the whole basis and, and having a new way to look at it and everything that everything's going to come the you know, the, the compliance requirements are going to be that you meet the zero trust pillars and in these formats yeah. and everything. And they're looking yeah, they, at, well, CMMC is outdated. Literally. I heard somebody say that. <laughs> it's never been in, implemented. Like, like I said, but they said was, 171 was outdated when CMMC came around. It's just that three-year cycle. Yeah, well, I agree. That and, and like I said, though, I, I do think that companies and organizations are implementing the pieces of it. You know, maybe not fully compliant, but they're all moving towards becoming more. It, it's just part of our culture now, right? I mean, it's part of the systems we build. We're, we're develop, we do software development, right? It's embedded in the software development. But like Chris is saying, though, now the new word is zero trust. What does that mean? Does anybody know what it means? No, no I can't trust. There you. is no such thing as zero trust. It was I, I zero think trust they're, they're probably getting to the the first point where there's there's a basis behind it, and it is yeah. keeping maintaining the chain of trust across yeah. your your segments. You know, through the yeah. supply chain, on your system, through your data, you know, your customer base, all you know that chain of trust. But you know, the way they're addressing it, I'm not sure if they'll get there. But I think you know the concept is getting more honed in. Yeah, and I think the concept is is a good concept, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it is looking at your system holistically and where you know trying to harden up all the pieces of it. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, you know a little bit about what I do. That's where I've been focusing on for years, and I think they're finally catching up to it. And our products are going to implement that in a big way. You got to hurry up. You got three years. <laughs> I know. You got three years. What's the next thing? <laughs> don't trust. You know. You know what? Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the thing after that is. And this is. I'm shaking my head. I might just go home at this point. You know, or wherever it is in the world where there, I'm, there's no returning for me. I I was I review proposals for for government entities, and right. seventy five pages of proposal by some of the top scientists in the world said. Humans cannot do cybersecurity, so we're going to use ChatGPT. We're going to feed information in and do whatever it says. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Android trust. This, this was a proposal for millions of dollars from the government. Is there a name? Of, what's that? Is there a name? AI. Is the name AI? is the name is humans quit. It, well, I was just I downloaded a new chat. GPT slash bar slash whatever for my phone this morning actually Nova I think they have they call it I was like oh let me try because it was touted as hey the latest and greatest AI bot for your phone I'm like oh let me try it out stick over your phone it was <laughs> it was a full subscription so now AI is going to a full subscription oh, well, chat GPT already is uh, yeah yeah, yeah my son pays for it every phone. month I see yeah yeah. Yeah, initially it wasn't. I was playing with it. I was just, I was just on Google, and it said, "Hey, you want some new themes?" And I set up a new account, and I was like, "Well, sure. What are these themes?" It had some general themes, and it says, "Oh, do you want to try the new Google AI themes?" I'm like, yeah, "What is that?" The bard. So you go in there and you put in like different words, and it'll generate a theme page, front page, and theme cool. page for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you something that that made me stop a little bit and think about it, and I did this too, but. Uh, Colorado Office of Information Technology recommend all their employees. They said, do not use ChatGPT with your Gmail or webmail that you've had for you know 10 years. 
uh, I guess somebody did a, a, a session for, you know, eight hours or so on chat GPT and monitored the API from your Google email. And there was two gigabytes of data pulled out. Ooh. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Well, it yeah. is learning about you and all of your emails from the yeah. past and over through that API that you give a permission to. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And back to cybersecurity. Well, that's where cyber is going to got to go next. And I, and I don't even know how to, the problem is we're so open now with everything and once, and everybody's, Oh yeah, I allow that. Even, you know, you get the little pings about, well, do you want cookies or not? You know? And if mm -hmm. you say no, usually it shuts down. So, Oh, you don't want that. So yeah. I'll, allow the I'll give you my, my recommendation on where, where it's going with that is yeah. chat GPT, general AI is basically going to magnify our problem with disinformation. Oh, yeah. Right now, the amount of information that exists in the world, the percentage of it produced by humans is pretty high. That yeah. won't be the case in five or 10 years. Yeah. And if AI is making decisions based off of data created by AI and this cycle spins into what point we are, the, the next trend is the combating of disinformation. I would say I would say that that's already happening. But yeah, I agree with you. I would agree with you, and, and it's already doing that. I mean, there's already AI that's putting out. You know, there's algorithms to give you the news feeds, and there's already AI putting out news. Like you can hear it sometimes when you're watching something. You can hear they don't say the words right. You know, when they're when the when you're listening to something, the word like wait a minute, what did he just say? Those here's right. the problem, guys. I mean, yeah, you can't even tell anymore. Social media is what destroyed it in the first place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, even back in the day, everybody used to watch just the news channel, whether it be Fox, CNN, ABC, yeah. NBC, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that even back in the eighties, seventies, eighties, I don't know if they were telling the truth, right? It was, it was all op-ed still. Yeah. So where do you get your news? I, I think that what I do personally is, I don't listen to any one. I'll listen to like foreign channels. I'll listen to Australia. They were saying about the U.S. Um, I just make it my well, own. I'll research my own, right? Because I make it my own news. Yeah, there you go. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like that one. Yeah, I'll listen to you yours. It'd probably be just as good as any others. I think. <laughs> well, Chris, we enjoyed uh, coming on your show today. Um, Likewise, I enjoyed being on your show. Thank you. We're looking at the time again. We're like, crap, and it goes fast. Yeah, goes, yeah you guys uh, have to have to bail here. So you're back in the state. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get together again. and We'll do this again. But thanks for for being on today. And. Uh, you're welcome for being on your show, too. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Chris. Thanks, Chris. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Guys, bye. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world, but you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea... If you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at NewCyberFrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors' links, as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier. <laughs>